Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Well, every time the Eels make the grand final or, or miss one, for that matter, the premiership drought inevit- inevitably gets brought up. 36 years and counting since the 1986 team claimed their fourth premiership in six years. They were the halcyon days for the club. And now Brad Arthur is seeking to emulate the likes of John Modi and Jack Gibson. One man who was integral to that success was their centre, Steve Eller. 93 tries in 157 games for the club and pleased to say he's on the line right now. G'day, Zip. Hey, Julie. How you going, mate? Mate, I'm going yeah, very well. Thank, <laughs> thank you for your time. Look, grand final week for the Blue and Gold. It's a feeling that hasn't been experienced very often uh, in the past couple of decades. But as a man who's lived and breathed it, how are you feeling right now? There's a real buzz about the Eels. Oh, there's a good buzz about the Eels. There's a good buzz about the supporters. I know they're nervous. I know they're excited. But, yeah, I'm, I'm OK. It doesn't worry me too much. I've um, been sure a few times before and uh, probably more excited that we're... we're good chance to win the game. So that's money for the supporters and, and for the club itself. Well, they match up well. You've beaten the Panthers twice this year. But look, this you can't escape that talk, can you, with the Premiership drought? I'm not sure Brad Arthur's talking too much about it. But uh, what are your memories of that golden period? Oh, look, it was just a wonderful wonderful time for us. I mean, when we first started, we were young blacks coming into a team um, that was, I suppose, had a couple of older heads in the team who uh, who took all the hard hits and uh, looked after us younger fellas. And we had a a fairly good coach who um, certainly got the best out of all of us and taught us a little bit, a bit not only about life but about um, how to how to conduct yourself. And uh, I think that was a, a major part. And, and he moulded a good a, a good uh, set of players to be able to do what we did. What we did. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you mentioned their coaches because we hear coaches say that they don't do much too different in grand final week and you stick to your routines. Uh, uh, what about the master coach Jack Gibson? What was his message to you during grand final week? Was was it something along those same lines? And John Money for that matter. Yeah, it was one of the things that we that we were very clear on is that we didn't didn't change our routine because I know Parramatta in the in they run the uh, when they played in the grand finals in the seventies they uh, they changed their routine and went went uh, through Parramatta on a um, back back of a uh, truck and and um, trying to support the supporters and whatever. But yeah, we chose that that's not what we wanted to do. It's around making sure that we're um, stick to what we normally do and make it as normal as possible and keep it as calm as possible. And, yeah, and not get too involved in much stuff or all the hype during the week and just, just concentrate on what your job was. Yeah, he was ahead of his time, wasn't he, Jack? Is it true that if, if you interrupted him, I think Ray Price said, if you ever interrupted him, he'd probably drop you. Is that right? Well, I wasn't game enough to interrupt him, so I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and John Money, Price, he said it, he puts him on par. You know, we've seen historically how hard it is to follow, for example, in the footsteps of Wayne Bennett. John Money had to follow Jack Gibson. How did he compare? Well, I don't know if I'd put, I'd put John on par with Jack, but John was certainly a, a wonderful coach and certainly a, uh, a very good tactical coach and um, probably a little bit different to Jack. Um, but he certainly took on a lot of Jack's traits and um, certainly tried to, to mould the players that, uh, that Jack had already put in place and bring a couple of others in. So, yeah, he was a terrific coach and um, I think his, his ability to get, it, to get us across in, uh, in 86 was, um, was telling and beating, beating Bulldogs 6-4 in that grand final in 86 certainly was... Um, I suppose, the hallmark to the coaching we got from John that year. You keep hearing this word dynasty. This Penrith side are building one of their own. Do you see commonalities between them and your side of the 80s? 
Yeah, in some in some aspects, they've got a um, they've got a good young gun side. They've got a terrific half-back. I know we had a terrific half-back. They've got a um, they've got a good full-back who's a terrific worker. We have one of them. They've got a terrific lock. We have one of them. So, yeah, they're um they're very similar in a lot of ways. But I think Parramatta have got, have got uh, their match in those areas as well. So we'll, we'll certainly see on Sunday how how that plays out. Interesting, Ray Price said, um, talking about that time, that everyone was so close. You all looked after each other and you do anything to, to help your mate. Is that the fundamental key to success? Well, I think we, we uh, have a good mateship and we still have that today because we still have our um, year of reunions up the Gold Coast and um, get together and uh, yeah, enjoy other's company. And that's something that we're very proud of. And it certainly helped us in our, uh, in our, in our time of, of when the game got tough. And you certainly dig in for each other and support each other. And I certainly see these guys um, t- uh, on Sunday doing the same for each other. So um, hopefully if they're, if they're close towards the end of the game, they'll, um, they'll, they'll get across the line. Just on that closeness, this is that article on the Telegraph this week, Steve, that surprised many about, about Paul Taylor, who spent a bit of time living on the streets, and he said he kept it quiet. Were you, were you aware of that? Yeah, we, we, we sort of knew that. We tried to help him out in a lot of ways, and we turned down our best to do what we can. But Taylor was very private. He was um, certainly... Tried to try to, to keep a lot of things away from us, and he was certainly embarrassed about what was going on. And and um, yeah, we reached out on, on um, the opportunity we had, and and um, we certainly tried as best we could. But mm. like Paul being Tazza being Tazza, he uh, he certainly um, wanted to do, do things his way, and and uh, didn't want any help at the time, and um, was probably embarrassed more than anything else. And uh, but he's but he's got through that, and um, now we're uh, we catch up with him on a regular basis, and um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun when we do because he's. It's only a, a, um, a fun, a fun character to be around. It's great to see. You mentioned there Peter Sterling, and the thing about it is, and it's plagued Parramatta number sevens, hasn't it? Every time a new halfback sort of comes to the club post Sterling, they always get compared to him. You know, Sterlo, such a wonderful player, casts an enormous shadow. Uh, thoughts on Mitch Moses, Steve? Is he the man to guide them to break the drought? Well, the first thing is really hard to compare anybody to Sterlo because I think he was one of the best players that we've had. So um, what he did for us was, was enormous and... Uh, uh, Mitchell Moses isn't, isn't a Peter Sterling, but he, he's certainly his own player. And he's, he's, the one thing Sterling didn't have was pace. <laughs> Mitchell got plenty of that. So they're, they're different type of halfbacks. Um, but they, they're both in a role where they've got to lead their team around the park. And he's certainly been doing that for us for uh, in the last uh, season. So um, we've certainly got a lot of high hopes for him leading us around the park on Sunday. Well, looking at this side, uh, not one player made the Daly M team of the year. To, some thought it was a bit surprising, but Coach Brad Arthur, you know, has been under enormous pressure from the media for, I guess, in, in years gone by, failing to take that extra step. And here they are. What has impressed you about how this team's gone about things this year? Well, I think they've just gone about what, about their business instead of trying to uh, impress other people. They've just done the job inside that they need to do. They've, they've done the job for coaches, one of them. I know during the, during the year when they've lost games, people have been disheartened by it. Um, but you don't win competitions in in in, in July and August. Um, you've got to be there at the back end, and, and Parramatta was certainly there at the back end. And uh, I suppose one good thing about, about the coach is he didn't buy into all the hype around uh, his performance or the team's performance. He just looked at his job and concentrated on his job, and, and look look where it's got him. So it's, it's worked for him this year, and uh, I thought we get him across the line on Sunday. You had a number of great rivalries, obviously with the Bulldogs, with the Seagulls as well. What about Penrith? We hear this term, the Battle of the West. Were they viewed at the time, Steve, as little brother at all? Oh, I never looked at him as little brother. I always looked at him as a, as a tough um, team to play against because they were, um, I say, their neighbours. It was always tough games. And, um, we uh, we always struggled against Penrith, especially at Penrith. But um, the respect we have for them is enormous. I know that the current team has a massive respect for the current 
current Penrith team as well. So um, they're, they're a wonderful team. They're led by a terrific halfback. Um, they've got some good players all across the park, so you can't you can't discount their ability. It's just we just need to be uh, on, on our game to be able to do them. Well, the demographics of the area have changed in the last three decades or so since you laced up the boot. Uh, we're not going to see Combank Stadium burnt down, are we, if the Eels get over the line? Well, that would be an interesting sight, the burnt burn stadium down this year. <laughs> Look, there could be a chance. <laughs> oh, the, the celebration. I'm from the area. and It's just wonderful to see, though. Just you know, Everything was decked out in blue and gold and... You know, I haven't seen it for a while, but it's it's a broad supporter base, and I think the NRL would be very very happy if Parramatta were to get back in the winner's circle. Uh, was there a standout grand final for you out of the ones you won? Oh, probably. I mean, eighty one's always always really nice. It was the first one for Parramatta, but the one I, I suppose stands out in my head is eighty two because any time you beat Manly is a good day. Yep. And um, you did it again, didn't my you? Wife, my, yeah, well, my wife's a Manly supporter, so um, yeah, it's really, uh, <laughs> <cause> <laughs> Oh, you just you just look up the guide, see when the replay's on. Oh, look at that, Dale. The game happens to be on again. I think it's on as we speak. Very funny. Well, my uh, yeah, well, my my, my son-in-law and um, his kids um, looked at watching the Manly um, Parramatta A3 grand final, and they they um, they showed the tackle where Graham Moody put me through the grandstand. So they, oh. I could be playing that, but a lot of enjoyment around that. He's a big <laughs> unit, isn't he, uh, Wombat? Uh, how are things with you now, mate? Uh, you spent uh, what a couple of decades, I know, working as a drug and alcohol counsellor. You were heading up Aboriginal Health, I think, at Gosford Hospital last time we spoke. How are things travelling with you, Steve? Oh, look, yeah, work's good. I um, certainly enjoy the work that I do, working with our local Aboriginal community and um, certainly have a lot of um, good people in our community to, to be able to do some good work. and Yeah, it's just really enjoyable to go to work every day and do the work that we do and help people. All right, let's get a tip off here before we let you go. And a Clive Churchill medalist. Uh, Parramatta by how many? Oh, look, I think if, 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 we're, if we're close at the end, we'll get them by a couple of points, I reckon. So I think we've just got to be in the contest the whole game and, and um, yeah, we'll get them at the end. And uh, Clive Churchill, I'll be, I'll be looking at... Um, uh, well, um, Sean Lane's been terrific. Or, yeah, I'd like to see Sean Lane get it. All right, so power by two, Sean Lane. Uh, a lot of Eels fans would be very happy with that result. Steve, uh, very generous with your time. Thank you so much, mate. Hope all's well, and uh, go the Eels on Sunday. Thanks, Julian. You take care. You too. There he is, the great Steve Eller.